The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. In the centre of Dublin Airport, 260 acres of uh, land critical to the airport has been put up for sale. It uh, might be seen as an ideal place for a third terminal, being between the north and south runways. The plot has been owned by the company Dublin Airport Terminal 3 Limited for the past 27 years. And I'm joined in studio by Director of Dublin Airport Terminal 3 Limited, Ulick McAvady. Ulick, good morning. Good morning, Pat. How are you? Now, I'm very well. This has been characterised as, you know, you, you making a book or something like like that. This is not. This is you no. actually giving up. Yes. We are actually after three decades almost trying to build an independent terminal. We're saying we have to throw in the towel. You're throwing I, in the I towel. I was 70 last birthday, Pat, and my yeah. brother's only a year behind me. And, you know, that there comes a time when you say. Yeah, you your ambition was always to build an independent terminal on those yes. lands uh, to, to serve the growing number a of travellers. proper terminal that would actually serve the people properly. So it wouldn't have chaos like we had previously, you know. This chaos can be avoided with proper planning, Pat, you know. Yeah. So, so as far as you're concerned, the dream is over for you. Correct. It's over. Um, you're, you're putting it uh, on the market. Um, it's interesting that DAA, it appears, always envisaged that this land would be part of the airport. Explain. Of course they did. Well, the 2018 Oxford Economics recommended this site as a greenfield site that was most economically developed. Subsequent to that, they put in their submission to the Commission for Aviation Regulation to go from 32 million, which is the present cap on Terminal 1 and 2, to 40 million to 55 million. And they put all of the terminal development on our land. Now, we didn't bother (laughs) saying to the Commission for Aviation Regulation, well, they don't own this land. We just left it. So so they envisaged in that master plan, uh, as the demand for flight goes up to 50 million, 55 million beyond, Mm -hmm. they vitally needed this land for an extra terminal. Absolutely true. And they put and in, this that in their master plan. Yeah, that's their master plan. Um, it looks like you're in a seller's market then, that they really have to buy it. Ah, we're not going to be extortionists, Pat. No, we, we, we've... The national interest, of, we've always been about, and we're infrastructure people. We believe in good infrastructure. We've seen good infrastructure around the world, and what's in Dublin today is inadequate for the future. So, yes... We would do business with the DEA or somebody else who wants to build a proper terminal there. Yeah, but at the moment, the DEA's view is that all terminals at Dublin Airport should be run by the DEA. Well, DAA. that's their view. Now, it's not the view of uh, the, the Greer report on, on an independent terminal. It was very positive that it would work and could be competition. Maybe that would get rid of the Commission for Aviation Regulations. Well, now I have to say one thing in their favour is their their charges that see are, are putting them, restraining them to are very little. We estimated we'd need about 15, 16 euros passenger to build a proper terminal at Dublin Airport Terminal 3. Yeah. Now, the arguments, I remember Ryanair yeah. making the arguments against Terminal 2 at the time, yeah. Yeah. Um, saying that uh, they shouldn't have to pay extra fees in advance of anything being built. Build it first, then we'll pay a, a, a fair price. You've got Kenny Jacob, formerly of Ryanair, Ryanair. going in there looking yeah. for the very increase that Ryanair <laughs> didn't want. But, I mean, it's that's the nature, of, it? it's yeah. the nature of careers, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. that you no, do look, what you no, have they, to do to your, be honest, your paymaster. Their, their charges are too low. And I, I accept that, and the CER should accept that. They need more money. Yeah, why pastor. do you think the CER is so reluctant to, to charge what other airports are charging, the Ryanairs and the Aer Lingus? Well, I think they listen to the airlines as well, and the airlines are always fighting for lower charges. That's normal that they would do so. Um, but the statesman-like thing to do would be 
to allow proper charges to build proper terminals. Yeah. Now, there's 260 acres. You don't own it all. No, no. The farmers uh, join uh, us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's going on on that land currently? Well, well, the farmers had always been with us on the ideals of building an independent terminal. And we told them we wouldn't leave them behind if we're exiting. So we're not leaving them behind. Yeah. But what's happening? Yeah. Is it uh, is all that land grazed at the moment? All that land is agricultural land right now in agricultural use and it's a greenfield site for a proper terminal tree. Yeah. What are the advantages as you see it uh, rather than piecemeal development of Terminal 1 and Terminal 2 expanding them in some ways trying to add extra It's a stick and plaster job, Pat. That's not, a, not real. Look, what they need to do is build a motorway from the M2 into the centre of the site, build T3 at the end of that motorway opening up four kilometres for development on either side of the motorway. It's a huge development and people with vision will see that as the ideal opportunity to expand us to 70 million passengers per annum. Um, does the DAA have the vision? Yes, it does. Cause they, I think it's, so, yes. But it's, it's on they their master plan. Yeah, so yeah. they have the vision. Uh, do they have the money? They have the money too, and the money will not be an object. You know, there are sovereign wealth funds that will invest in terminals, now, there's a danger in that as well that we don't want. If a sovereign wealth would come in to buy these, we'd have to carefully look at who was going to get their hands on it. Certainly wouldn't want a Chinese sovereign wealth fund that might be malign. So we have to be very careful who gets their hands on this. OK, and, and <clears throat> if you sell 260 acres to some third party that you think is, is grand, reliable chap or whatever, and then he sells to the Chinese. <laughs> so Well, I think... <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to control that, Pat. And yeah. I think we... we so there is one way to control it, and well, that is the yes. DAA buy. Well, the DAA, you know, they, if they're going to play games with us, well, then they won't buy it. And it may go to IAG. There, there, by the way, there are many interested parties in this land. It's not just DAA. OK, so, because Dublin becoming, uh, and it is already a significant, significant hub, hub yeah. so Dublin becoming uh, more of a hub, getting people out of Heathrow, for example, getting people out of Manchester into Dublin, straight on to the United it's States. It's uncongested airspace, and that's the big thing about European airspace. All the cities are within an hour of one another. Congestion in the airspace is a big issue and will be in the future. So, for example, a cargo carrier like FedEx or UPS coming in here, they like the fact it's uncongested airspace. They don't get held for access to the roadways. Yeah. Um, have you had any indications that Ryanair might be interested? I, I mean, they effectively yeah. have Terminal 1. They have. I doubt if O'Leary would, 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 would be interested because he's always looking for, I mean, a cattle shed is what he asked me to build from years ago, you know. <laughs> 50 <laughs> pence a passenger. I said, Michael, I wouldn't turn on the lights for that. That's okay. I'll sell them torches on Ryanair. <laughs> yeah. But it, the, the point is that they start out at that and then, uh, I mean, yeah, the yeah. Ryanair product has improved it's dramatically. Huge. It has. It is a huge improvement I and mean, he's doing all the right things but I don't know that he wants a terminal especially if it's going to cost him twice what he's paying in passenger service charges today you know yeah uh, but also uh, he would probably running a terminal be still subject to the uh, re aviation regulator well the, in terms was, of the charges well if there was a competing terminal I would argue that that's competition that we don't need this commission for aviation regulation now they'd be right they're unlikely to vote themselves oh, out of well, business uh, exactly but I mean that, they were set up purely to control this government monopoly that is the DEA but if there were a competing terminal they wouldn't need to be 
Mm. Now, Technically, the, it's the extraordinary thing is that there's little enough that you could put on that land. Uh, you know, you can't put factories on the land because no. of the aircraft no. uh, on either side. So yeah. too noisy yeah. uh, and so on. But what you can do is put a terminal because people expect aircraft noise when they're going on the Holliers. Correct. You could put a state-of-the-art terminal there with access from the M2 motorway at the Cherry Hunt Interchange, which, of course, joins nicely with the Mullingar bypass and the motorway from Mullingar. So there are lots of advantages to having this new front door, yeah. if you like, to Dublin Airport. Uh, and, of course, it would ease congestion on the M1, which uh, yeah. is a real yeah. problem at the moment. Well, the roundabout there is the real problem for accessing the airport. Yeah. So, uh, what next? I mean, this is on the market. Uh, in mm. what quarters? I mean, is it internationally? Uh, no, it's international. It'll be in the Financial Times next week. Um, it'll be on the wire all over the world. And there's a lot of interest in this from wealth funds, venture capital funds, Things like that. And long-term funds. Now, long-term funds will not suit DA because they need this terminal tomorrow. In actual fact, the economics report recommended the decision be made and terminal started before the end, yeah. middle of the uh, uh, We saw uh, Terminal 2 being built and it seemed to be built very properly and quickly. Very efficiently too. And I handed the DA there and I did say it publicly on television that it was one of the great achievements. Yeah. It should be built five years earlier, but that was, they blame me for delaying well, that. But once they got the green light, once they it got was the green built light, And they did it, and did it very efficiently. And Declan Collier, in fairness to him, yeah. steered that through very And this, this is while the airport is still uh, running a full that, service. Yeah, that's a hard thing to do, Pat. And they did it. Yeah. Uh, what about building a third terminal between the runways? Could that be done as efficiently? Absolutely. And you see, it's a greenfield site. There will be no disruption until the day it opens, you know. So you'll have the usual issues of traffic congestion in the construction area, but it would be most efficient solution. Okay. It's my solution. So at the, the end of the dream uh, for you, did you have a... For Des and I, Des yeah. and I are saddened by it because we did have a lot, we put a lot of effort and money into it over the last 27 years, you appreciate it. And to give up on it was not an easy thing, but we made the decision. Father Time. That's your phone. Don't worry about it. People trying to contact you, Ulick. I'm not surprised. I thought I should have switched it off, but it didn't. <laughs> so, so the the end of a dream. Uh, are you still involved in aviation anyway? Oh, God, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, we love the aviation. Your core business. activities are still yeah, and, and ongoing. I, I'm an ex-military man, and we do a lot of the military, and we like doing that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of the things we... we, we we will stick. With yeah, because one of the things I remember you were doing years and years ago was refueling in the air. Oh, was we're still one of doing your, that. The still US doing government that. keep paying us, and we love doing <laughs> it for them. You know, we do other innovative things as well. We yeah. did the X forty seven, which was the artificial intelligence controlled drone. We were doing that for ten years. Very successful program. Not much heralded. You don't see much about it. Classified for a while, but that, that kind of thing. We love doing that. Yeah. Um, what do you think of uh, upskilling the Air Corps with F-16s or Griffons? I or think a- that should have been done 25 years ago. And, it, you know, F-5s would be adequate. They're a Mach 1.5 airplane. They can overhold the Russian bears. Without the RAF, I have to say, the bears would be on our what, airspace and our waters every goddamn day, you know. The Russians are not a benign influence. They're, they're malign. And we need to capacity to defend ourselves. We don't have it. What would you pay for an F-5? That's not very cheap now. You buy them for a million and a half, two million pieces. The maintenance of them on a constant basis. Would yeah, be because you've got yeah. a crew up for the all crew, of that, spare yeah, parts and, and you have, uh, all the rest of it. They're maintenance hungry. Yeah. So is the F-16. 
Okay, well, that's a topic for another day. But <laughs> another um, day. anyway, Yulik, thank you very much for coming in and explaining all of this to us. Yeah. Um, you don't want to put a price on these 260 acres? Well, I, I heard someone... Some 1.2 um, uh, per said, acre. Yeah, that is not what... We, that would be an extortionate price. So that 400 million, I don't know where it came out of, somebody multiplied the car park value by the number of acres and came up with that, but it's not what we're... We're, we're looking for market value. Market value, is. and yeah. you'll talk to benign prospective purchases. We will not be talking to things we consider maligned. Interests of the country first. Ulick McAvady, who is a director of Dublin Airport Terminal 3 Limited and has been pushing for an independent terminal for some 27 years. Ulick, thank you very much for thank joining you, Pat. us Thanks in for the studio me. today. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.